Back in medieval times, much of the world still had not been explored, and this made the job of cartographers very difficult. Cartographers are map makers. It made their job very difficult because their job was to record the land, record what had been explored, and when stuff hadn't, that, that just left blank spots on their maps. And so they knew where some things were. They knew there was an ocean over here and maybe a mountain range over here and there was a sea over there, but they didn't know what was on the other side. Nobody had been there yet. And so they developed a code for those unexplored territories on the edges of their maps. When they got to the area that they didn't know anymore, on the edges of their maps, they wrote, here be dragons. In other words, this place is unknown, this place is unexplored, and it is most likely dangerous. Here be dragons. When we come to Christmas, this is, this is pretty well explored territory. We, we understand Christmas. We have to admit we're very familiar. Well, tonight we've sang some songs that you've probably sung all your life. You've sung them since you were kids. You've sung them for years. They're some of our favorites. Uh, the, the decorations are a dead giveaway, aren't they? I mean, we see a tree like that, you know it's Christmas time, and you see the lights, and you see the, the ornaments, you recognize it. You, you know the story. you got Mary and Joseph and a camel over there and a donkey over here, and we get it. We understand the, the manger. But I warn you, here be dragons. This is not completely explored, and it might actually be dangerous. We're going to look at the Christmas story tonight from Revelation. Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 through 17. What we have here in Revelation chapter 12 is the Christmas story. If you're following along, if you've got one of those blue Bibles in front of you, it's on page 1034. Page 1034, Revelation 12. What we've got here is the Christmas story, but it's different. There's no manger. Uh, there, there are no wise men, there's no gifts, it's something we've never seen before. And it is a reminder of something that the Apostle Paul told us in his letter to the Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, Paul said, We do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Here be dragons here at Christmas. Christmas, you see, is not just about birth. Christmas is about battle. We begin in verse 1 of Revelation 12, reading to verse 6. John records, And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to His throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God in which she would be nourished for 1,260 days. 
So who's this woman? <laughs> who, is, who is this woman? She's pregnant. She's clothed with the sun. The moon is under her feet. She's wearing a crown. <clears throat> if we're paying attention to all the details, we notice this is a sign. This is a sign. And it is a sign that appeared in heaven. So if she is a sign that appeared in heaven, are we going to find an earthly identity? Well, maybe. We think about what we know of this woman and we wonder, could she be Eve? Could, could this maybe be Eve? I mean, after all, in Genesis chapter 3, Eve is promised that her offspring will defeat the serpent. Uh, offspring will, will crush the head of the serpent. Okay, we see that. Maybe this is Eve. Well, is she Israel? She's wearing a crown, and that crown has 12 stars, and, and Israel has 12 tribes, and from Israel comes the Messiah who would rule the, the nation. So could it be that she's actually Israel? Okay, yeah, we, we can say she's Israel. Well, what if, what if she's Mary? I mean, she's pregnant. She's giving birth to a, a son. That, that kind of sounds like Mary. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, she's, she's Mary. But what if? What if she's the church? What if, what if this woman is actually the church? The church that brings the word of Christ, the message of Christ, the, the rule of Christ into the world. Could she be the church? Absolutely, that's it. She's the church. But what if? What if she's you and me? What if she is you and me in that moment when we give our lives to Christ, in that moment when we experience our own advent, when Christ is born anew in us, and, and we... We are, uh, we are filled with, with His presence. Could it be that she is actually us as individual Christians? Absolutely. That's, that's exactly. Of course that's who she is. She's a sign. And it's not so much what the sign is, it's what does the sign point to. It's not who the sign is, it is who she is pointing to. And what she is pointing to is a spiritual battle that you and I cannot see. This woman gives birth to a king she gives birth to a ruler. She gives birth to a conqueror. And there is a dragon, a red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns, waiting to devour her child. When we look at the details, we see a lot here. We see new life. We see the promise of victory. But we also see danger in this huge and horrifying dragon. We ought to be a little frightened. It ought to cause us to shake a little bit. It is a disturbing sight and yet we can't miss verse 5 tells us the child is caught up to God and to his throne the child is safe <clears throat> the woman whoever she is runs to a place that God has prepared for her and she is also safe as frightening as the scene might be we cannot miss the decisive message your victory is already won every now and then someone tells you a story something that's, that's happened to them, they, they tell you a story, and, and maybe you're shocked, or maybe you're a little confused at the story, and then someone else comes along and tells you another side of the story, and fills in a little bit more information, you know what I mean, that ever happened to you, where suddenly you've got a little bit more of the story, where you, you had some information before, now you've got some more, and oh, you're starting to see the picture a little clearer. The Bible does that every now and then. The book of Revelation does it, does it a lot. And so we read on, and what we have is we read on in verse 7, is the other side of the story. The other side of the story, not from the position of a, of a frightened mother with a child, the other side of the story from the perspective of the angels. Verse 7 continues, Now, 
Now war arose in heaven. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. We learned some very important message and very important information about Satan in these verses and I want you to hear them carefully. Verse 9 says he's thrown down. He is not thrown down to hell. He's thrown down to the earth. And it is there where he deceives. That, That is his role. That is what he does. He deceives us. He deceives you and me into thinking that we are nothing. He deceives us into thinking that we're losers. That we're failures. That God couldn't possibly love you. That God couldn't possibly forgive you. You have messed up too much. You have wasted every opportunity. You are beyond help. Every now and then we hear that voice. Do we hear it as a lie told by the the father of lies about who we are and about what we amount to? Verse 10 continues with that scene with the angels. But verse 10 is a song. It continues and it says, I, John says, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, he hears a loud voice singing. It's a song and it's loud. And he hears now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. It is a song of victory. There is no mistaking. It is a song of victory. Now salvation has come. They have conquered by the blood of the Lamb. They have conquered by the word of the testimony. It is great. It is a song of victory. And then in the middle of this song of victory, there's a but. Right there in the middle of verse 12. But, woe to you, O earth and sea. That's where we live. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. There's a warning here, and the warning is for those of us who dwell on the earth. The warning is for you and me, and it is a warning about a mistake that we make far too often, and the mistake is far too often we take our eyes off of victory. We take our eyes off the victory. This is where the unseen Spiritual reality really hits you and me every day. You and I have taken sides in a spiritual war against a vicious enemy that wants to destroy us, and it is easy for us to lose sight of that. That is exactly why this was written and written the way it is written, because our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is against darkness, a darkness that deceives, a darkness that desires to devour your faith, what has been born in you, a darkness that wants to destroy your hope. And so the call is to hold on. John writes in verse 13, and when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she, where she was to be nourished for a time, times, and half a time. 
The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river and that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went to make war, went off to make war with the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. I think one of Satan's favorite deceptions is not for us as individuals, but for us as the church. I think one of the greatest deceptions he has is not just about us as individuals, but about us as the church. I think he likes to keep us thinking small, thinking that we are insignificant. He likes to keep us divided. He likes to keep us apart from each other. He likes to keep us thinking maybe we're even at war with each other because you do something wrong and we do it right. Or maybe we do it wrong and you do it right. I don't know. He keeps us fighting over over who's right and he keeps telling us we're just a tiny town in the middle of nowhere. We don't have many opportunities. We don't have very many people. We're just, just a few tiny churches. What good can we really do? Can we really make a difference? We're too small for victory, too small to have any confidence at all. He wants to keep us deceived. He wants to keep us fixated on what we aren't. Because as long as we are fixated on what we aren't, we can't think about what He is. And what He is is defeated. What He is is thrown down. He's already lost the battle. This story, the pregnant woman and the big bad dragon, What does it all come down to? In reality, it comes down to verse 10. I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. The victory is won. Don't ever forget that. When I was in college, I had a professor, Dr. Lowry, Dr. Lowry loved Revelation. He wrote about Revelation. He taught about Revelation. I heard him, I don't know how many times, speak on Revelation. That was his book. He just loved Revelation. He wrote about it a lot. Every year at at the Lowry's home, Bob's wife, his wife Marilyn, would set up a nativity scene, kind of like this one. You know, she'd put it all out there in in the living room and get it all ready. One year, Bob went to the store and he bought a red dragon. And while Marilyn wasn't home, Bob set the red dragon in the, in the nativity. Marilyn came home and she found it. She took it out. <laughs> Bob found where she put it. He put it back. She'd take it out. He'd put it back. Bob's perspective was, was revelation. And in Bob's perspective, that dragon belonged in the story. It belonged in, in the nativity. Marilyn's perspective was that Christ had already won the victory. And that the dragon was defeated. And the beautiful thing is they were both right. They were both right. Last year, as we were setting up the nativity, someone said, we need a dragon. And I was gone one weekend, and when I came back, there was a dragon in our nativity. And so I think everyone needs a red dragon in their nativity. I think it's an important reminder for us all. There's going to be days in your life when you really see that dragon. There's going to be days in your life when you really hear his words, and you hear his deception, and you hear his accusation. You will feel the attacks. You will feel the stress. You will be tempted to lay your faith aside and just give up. And in those moments, 
when you feel defeated, in those moments when you want to give up, don't give up and don't forget. The dragon is already defeated. Jesus is at the Father's right hand. You have already won the victory.